Hi, I'm Phoebe Rajon, and I think I haven't seen enough movies. Hi, I'm Nathaniel Rivera-Beller, and people think I've seen too many, so we're watching films that Phoebe, and sometimes I, have never seen before. Hence, Initial Thoughts. This is crazy. This is These are films that <laughs> neither of us have seen before. We're really, we're switching up the format. People as who always, didn't bring hear... Bringing you fresh content. Exactly. People who didn't hear Great Escape or just or just think they understand their premise are going to be so confused. But Mind's blown. We're asking Mind's blown. you. We are once again asking to expand your mind and approach life with an open mind, which I believe is the subject of the film we're discussing today. I believe because I haven't seen it. But Phoebe, what is that film? That was a good tie-in. I like that. Uh, the film The film is Lost in Translation, directed by Sofia Coppola. Coppola? Coppola. 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 Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Co- Francis, Francis Ford, Ford Coppola. Coppola. See, Co- that, that just Co- completely yeah. exited my mind when you when you asked. Yeah. Francis Ford Coppola. Because I said Coppola. it, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. Sophia, that doesn't sound yeah, it's right. Yeah, Co- it's Coppola. Coppola. Now, Coppola. that may not be Coppola. correct, but it's what everyone says, so... Yeah, so we're, we're going to go with that. <laughs> Quick um, trivia fact. Do you know, there's there's mm-hmm. lots of Coppolas in the film industry, but one of them... Yeah, there's loads. ...has changed his name. You know who I'm referring to? No, no, I do. It's Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm so glad I did. Because I love to do the Nepo Baby yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to go yeah, through. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Seeing what? like, oh, their parents have like blue, yeah. <laughs> blue names and they're underlined. It's like, ah, oh, there you are. <laughs> when he is younger, and when he's like in like stuff in like the mid 80s, he like he looks very mm. similar to the other ones. And now he looks like very different. What's, is he like a nephew? What's the relation? I can never oh, remember. Don't ask what. me that. I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I look think, it up, guys. I look it up. I think he's like Sofia Coppola's cousin, whatever that means. But that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Nick Cage. We're here to talk about <laughs> Sophia. Lost in translation. Yeah. So how are we going to do this? Do you, do you want to? Did you do information about it, and so on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got not a lot to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's in Japan. Yes. And Bill Murray there, but Bill Murray is American. He's come to Japan. Mm-hmm. I think to shoot like a commercial. Okay. I want to say. I don't know. That's what I think. <laughs> and he's, I guess he's, you know, he is lost in translation. He doesn't yeah. speak Japanese. Yeah. Does Can't connect with people. He's there for ages. Mm-hmm. He's isolated. I think he's in a hotel room or something. Yeah, yeah. Or something about being in a hotel room. Yeah. But where Scarlett Johansson comes in, not entirely sure. Are they having an affair? Is it like a weird... Right. Weird, friend, like friendship, older man, younger woman friendship, which is in a lot of her films. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. I'm not sure how they meet and what what their relationship represents or the course of their relationship. I'm not clear on the plot at all. Neither am I. To In be fact, honest. the only thing I suspect on that front is that the, the plot is maybe a bit beside the point. Do you know what I mean? I think maybe a bit of an atmosphere. Yeah. As some people might say, a it's mood just, piece. Sure. I think sure. maybe even irregularly. We're just in Japan, in a hotel yeah. room. We're yeah. just vibing. Yeah. We're seeing lots of detailed exactly. shots of things. Yeah, and I in think I think m- more of a mood piece than most American cinema, even coming after the '90s independent boom. But I think just from what I pick up, it's a bit you know harkens back a bit more to the to the uh, more art house '70s style. But I, I I don't know. I've barely seen anything. I know that it has a very ambiguous ending. 
Uh, have you, do, you, do you aware of that one? There's a whole question. No. You know, I think I think maybe it's not as renowned as the other ones, but it's kind of like, um, what does the end of Casablanca mean to you? What does the end of Citizen K mean to you? What does the end of Lost in Translation mean to you? You can have different interpretations of what sure. what you think you know is really going on, or what you think is beneath the surface mm-hmm. of the plot. I'm not. I, I have a I have a suspicion for what how that's manifested, but I don't want to spoil it for you, Phoebe. So. <laughs> I think I think Scarlett Johansson says something, or rather says something that is obscured. You don't know exactly what what she said, but we'll see. That's sure. I, I've just so she's lost in translation. Ah, uh, Sophia, she's already impressed me. <laughs> How do you feel? Have about you seen other Sophia movies? Oh, yeah, bam! We, you, oh, we, we can't we, co-host. We, we, we both. Time. <laughs> was was that was that your question? Were you talking about going to ask? Uh, about more Sophia? or less. I was I was going to say, yeah. is it? I mean what do you think of her as a sort of figure? Because I'm going to guess you haven't seen many, if any. I think it's only Priscilla. Oh, yeah, right. Yes, we both saw Priscilla. Um, yeah. I've not seen Marie Antoinette. I've not seen The Virgin Suicides. I've not mm-hmm. seen The Bling Ring. What are her other ones? Oh, my God. What no, are, she's what done others. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Most, have I the seen big ones. Oh, The Beguiled, The Beguiled, <laughs> the Beguiled in 2017. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. With Nicole and Colin. Um, but I haven't seen that. So, wow. How strange. Yeah, I realize I haven't seen many. There's definitely one that I'm forgetting that I have seen. But anyway, I've seen mo- I've seen some of internet, but not the whole thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's another very clipped on the internet film. Yes. Recently. Big time. I see it all the fucking time. Big time. Um, um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm excited because I, I really enjoyed Priscilla. Mm. Um, and I know some people consider it a bit of a re- return to form since Lost right. in Translation, which is her big, you know, yeah. her masterwork, Colin as Curry. it were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see where she was kind of more towards the beginning of her career and versus now. Yeah. I mean, obviously she's like part of this film dynasty. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. So she's obviously, like, she's had a lot of advantages, I'm sure, of having family who who are in the industry and artistic. Um, but I also respect that she's kind of struck out and done her own thing totally. and maybe done things that aren't expected. And, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm not sure. Because what year is Lost in Translation? 2003. So just coming, just just over 20 years ago. Mm. And then Marie Antoinette is... 2006. 2006. Okay, mm-hmm. so it goes from... She goes from this to Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. Okay. Much bigger budget, um, I think. I, yeah, and like the big cast they filmed mm-hmm. in Versailles, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Priscilla obviously is a lot more yeah. reduced, lower budget film. So I'm interested to see like how, it's, how it is at the beginning and how yeah, it is yeah, now yeah, yeah, on yeah. kind of a similar scale. I think that'll be interesting. 20 years apart, um, nice. But yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I think I think she makes films for the girls. I think that is that's kind of her uh, thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. No, that that makes it, that makes it sound like I'm um, diminishing her and what she does. But I'm saying she appeals to a female yeah, audience, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of women really appreciate what she does. So I'm I'm excited nice. on that front. Not saying other people can't appreciate her, but I think she's you know she's aware of gender in her work, nice. and that strikes a chord. With everyone, hopefully. Nice, <laughs> nice. I remember the DVD of Lost in Translation being on my parents' um, DVD shelf since as long as mm. I can remember. And I think it was like for a while there where it was like my kid, like the like movies I had as a kid. 
you know, they got for me as a kid. And then it was like, that was in their adult section. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not for yeah. me. And I remember, so there's always, yeah. so for did so you my have, whole Did you life, have like a bottom kid's shelf and then like the, the higher sure. yeah, adult yeah, yeah, shelves? Did you have that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. even when we sort of incorporated them, you know, big deal. It was still like a little bit like, that's not for me. So as my whole life has been like that, the velocization mm. is like too grown up <laughs> for me. So this is a huge... <laughs> You know, you know, cornerstone. This is this is a turning yeah. point for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will say that um, I think film history wise is gonna just gonna leap out in front of this real quick. I think it's interesting because she's probably Sofia Coppola, and this is a this is a positive thing. Um, probably like a, one of the best answers when you're talking about like the the to the concept of a nepo baby, right? Because mm. like yes, she, there's no question that like being Francis Ford Coppola's child is going to give you an in, right? But this being is being your first screen role being in The Godfather. Well, but, <laughs> as hang a on. Baby. Hang on though because that actually is the thing that probably psychologically sets up like part of her rejection of the whole thing because i mean like yeah. she's oh sorry 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 in the godfather yes but her being in godfather 3 right mm. you know that right because she's in godfather 3 as i've not seen it but i know she's in it i know she's in it yeah. I, we, this is not the godfather 3 pod however if it was <laughs> i don't think either of us would have particularly <laughs> kind things to say <laughs> it's a type of performance that's so reviled you go oh it can't be that bad and then you watch it and you're like Right. Um, <laughs> so the whole thing of like, is she in her father's shadow? Is she not? Um, what do you do with that? Like, I think her career has been a really like um, interesting and successful example of like how to navigate that without saying like, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with the industry or I want to like actively mm. denigrate what my family does. It's more like I'm I'm taking my own route. And I think she, I, I mean, you know, I can't say I've seen that many of her movies, but from what I hear of it, she's an interesting like example of like. For older listeners, the Nepo baby, if in case it wasn't clear, is, um, you know, people who have familial connections um, and sometimes don't foreground them. So, you know, regularly, Phoebe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you'll sort of be like, oh, that person's really interesting. I wonder how they got into the business. Then it's like, oh, their father owns Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> their, their mother is the president of Europe. <laughs> you're like, so then you go, you know, European film fun. You go, oh, OK, well, then maybe that had something oh, to right, do with okay. it. It's not to say that that diminishes anyone's talent, but it is part of their story. And occasionally Mm. it can explain how someone with slightly less talent than you'd hope gets a lot of access. However, that seems to be that in Sophia's case, she has plenty of talent. So so that's good. Yeah. Should we mention that it's um, Valentine's Day-ish right now when this is airing? Yeah. February, we're we're Mm. leading up Mm -hmm. to... The day. Mm-hmm. Not sure about that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna retract that immediately. Um yeah, so I mean is this is this a romance this is a romance movie, we think. I think it's romantic. I assume. Yes. Romantic. Yes. Not yeah. necessarily a romance. Yeah. Might okay. be a little bit a little right. bit you know, forbidden, but we'll we'll see. I have no idea sure. honestly how romantic it gets. So we're gonna we're gonna find out. I'm sure people who've seen it are gonna are, are, are laughing one way or the other, whether we're <laughs> totally off. Yeah, is it is it is it just all unspoken tension and then nothing really actually ever happens, but right. it's like a vibe that these yeah. two like strangers meet in this weird place mm-hmm. and they connect mm-hmm. and you're sort of like, are they gonna Yeah is something gonna happen? And then nothing really happens. I know she's That's in why her I assume underwear. it's gonna be. I know she's in her I know, yeah. At some point. She's sitting on a bed in her underwear. Yeah, yeah, How famous. old is Scarlett in this film? Quite she young. must be quite, pretty quite, quite young. young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. 
quite this young. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. She is... Um, she was... She was... She was, she was 19. No, 18. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. Well, no, no, fun. I've heard this actually that, that, that she's 18. Um, so it should be interesting. Do you have uh, any particular yeah. thoughts on Scarlett or Bill Murray? Um, I've not, I've not interacted with a lot of Bill Murray, to be honest. Mm. Oh. Cause I kind of, I started watching Wes Anderson after Bill Murray was really like heavily featured in it. Oh, I see. Yeah, like yeah. I haven't seen Steve Zizou or like, any of those Life Aquatic, those ones. Um, oh wow. Oh, Hey, that, that's future episodes. Um, yeah, I know. We need to do that. That is that I should put that on this. Um, cause that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Also lovely, lovely short movies. Love it. Um, <laughs> you Gen Z. And so I've not, I know, I know. My brain's been ruined. Um, what, and yeah, I, I mean, Scarlet obviously just main attraction. She's in a lot of blo- obviously Avengers, mm-hmm. obviously the Marvel mm-hmm. of it all, and like she's just in quite a lot of blockbustery things, isn't she? That's so funny because I think um, I think she's I think she's probably one of the like foremost examples of someone who didn't necessarily who who did that because obviously it was it was you know when she was in Iron Man two, which I think is the first one she's in. It was yeah. just it was a movie. It was an action movie. And then now it's totally subsumed her, like, reputation, you know. And I think, yeah. like, this... And obviously she has been in plenty of films. And I think she's... That, that are yeah. that are not, like, necessarily blockbusters and more dramas or no, no, no capes or cowls to speak of. But, yeah, she's clearly known for that. And it's kind of funny because yeah. if you go back to her early career and the stuff she was in for, for a long time, I think up to that point, mm. there's almost nothing... Mm action you know about it right no. um and yeah. so yeah it's it's uh it's an interesting one that's kind of what she's known for now yeah i mean i'm excited to see her back in the day in the beginnings uh, in the origin yeah. although she was a kid actor wasn't she she actually she was in yeah she she did a lot of um films for that but she certainly did yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited um yeah but bill me and bill murray don't have much of a much of a relationship that's so crazy I'm, to me but that's okay yeah i know I, know. I really, really like Bill Murray. <laughs> I, 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 he's he's come up in a few movies, sort of unintentionally recently that I've watched it. And like he's always just yeah. And his his SNL, he's one of the original SNL cast. From yeah, I've seen I've seen clips of him, and yeah, I've been like that guy. He's yeah. But yeah, yeah in terms of films, I feel like I haven't. Yeah. Totally got in there. Yeah. yeah. I I don't this really know. Yeah, I don't know enough about his career to um like say that this is a comeback or not. But I definitely think like around this time. He's one of those people who like embraces younger independent directors, like because he's in Rushmore. Mm-hmm. I guess that's 1998, but still, he's in he's in Rushmore with, with, uh, with you know Wes Anderson's film. Um, and I mm-hmm. think and I think as I recall, he was a massive part of getting that film made. I mean, he obviously took a huge salary cut for it, and I think he really. Um, I want to do all this trivia like offhand, but <laughs> anyway, that's a different movie. But the point is like he he really like <laughs> seems to care. He works with Jim Jarmusch a lot. He seems to care about like independent film, and I think he's one of those people in a good way, who made so much money off of being funny and charming that he was like, okay, well, I never really have to do a paycheck job. Work again, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'll just help, I'll help these guys out. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And this is definitely one of them with lots of translation. That is nice. It also paid off because I think he and Scarlett both won BAFTAs um, and he was nominated for Best Actor at the Academy Awards. Um, yeah. I was looking up, I did do a little bit of research on what it won and it did win quite a lot of things, including, yes, Your, your Country really, really enjoyed it. Um, it won quite a few BAFTAs uh, and was nominated for even more. So we can go through the details later and see if it deserved it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Very nice. She was, 
Scroll. Do, we, do you want to write a scene for oh, yeah. translation? <laughs> the format. Um, yes. So, exterior Japan. Bill Murray. Anywhere specific in Japan or just Japan? Tokyo. Tokyo. I think that's a safe bet. I think that's a safe bet. Okay, we're good. Tokyo. Bill Murray's in Tokyo. He's hungry. He's like in his hotel room. He's like, he like rubs his tummy or he has a little growl. He goes, food. So he gets up and does his fun sort of Bill Murray sort of drifting through life walk where he's sort of like, and, um, he goes down and he sees like people eating outside of a thing and he's like one of those and then they speak to him in Japanese and he's like no no those what? and they give him something else and he's like no 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 no, I want those <laughs> and they give him like five of them and then he says no and he goes oh, don't worry about it <laughs> and he walks <laughs> into the streets of Tokyo exactly and everyone's like laughing and having a great time and he's yeah, sad yeah. and alone yeah and then he turns to the camera and he says I think what my order was Lost in translation. <laughs> you can't do this every time you write a scene. <laughs> rave, you can't the title do this every up, time. It's like... <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah. 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 I think in the same hotel. Mm. Like, I feel like maybe there's some, like, looking out of doors, like, hearing someone walk past, you know, that kind of thing. Hey, like, yeah, ooh, yeah. who's that? Yeah. Maybe he's, like, got room service and, like, puts yeah. the tray outside as she's, like, leaving, like, you yeah. know, like, just glancing at each other. Yeah. Build up to the meet-cute, whatever the meet-cute is. Yeah. Um, other than bit speaking English in Japan, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, or maybe she, like, sees out of a hotel window she's like that guy's not Japanese <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Jeez. I, I actually have two I have two thoughts that I wanted to mention before we before we jump in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have seen a Sofia Coppola movie it's called On the Rocks and On the Rocks oh, yeah. was an Apple TV one of the first Apple TV movies if I recall correctly um, Apple Originals and it's Bill Murray, Bill Murray and Rashida Jones and um, they are uh father and daughter and it was really good i I really like and everyone else hated it and i really liked it i mean it's not it's not incredible but like it was a good so it was it came out right around the pandemic it's a nice thing to just sort of distract from that um but i liked it because it was was many bill murray movies i think it's worth mentioning are basically built on his personality alone you know what i mean like it's just bill murray in this context and he's improvising half the time he's just got a charming vibe and and Mm -hmm. how could i possibly have forgotten that my favorite Christmas thing in the world is A Very Merry Christmas, which is Bill Murray and Sophie Coppola. And some people say that it's, it's almost as if like it, like they're doing Lost in Translation, but as a sort of, as a, it's almost like the Lost in Translation Christmas special. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and I never understood that reference at all. So now I'm excited to finally understand that. So that's good. Yeah. The other one so you're is... So you're feeling positive about seeing this movie. You think you're going to enjoy it? Well, now that I remember that I like Very Merry Christmas so much, I'm like, okay, now, now I feel like... We're gonna be we're good, and also just I love Bill. He is a oh. you know we talk about Tom like this sometimes. Some celebrities, some stars really deserve the star status because like you just want to watch them, even if they're kind of in a whatever movie, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you trust them, which is nice. 
The other thing I do want to mention, um, and this came up in the in the, the quarter asked research, um, is there is some there is some talk that this is um, orientalist. The, the 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 this is this feeds into it does it doesn't create there's lots of things that have done this but it feeds into the idea of white people going to the orient to the east to find yeah. themselves and not really connecting yeah. at all with the culture and more using it as a as a, a method in which to better themselves um, yeah kind of turning it all inward. Um, I don't necessarily have that opinion because I haven't seen the film, but I, I'm curious to see how that plays out because I have heard that as a sort of, mm. you know, as a, as a as a as a criticism of this film's um, of people praising this film quite so much. It's like, well, actually, it's a little bit imbalanced. It's a little bit weird to be like, oh, let me go find myself in Japan. Maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. We can we can have that on the back burner while we're watching it or not. It's just out there. Very good. Very good. I think I'm probably going to like it more than you like it. That's my prediction. <laughs> why, why do you say that? Because I'm a woman. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, she said <laughs> yeah. it. I don't know. I think, well, I think I like Priscilla a little bit more than you did. Yeah, you're woke. I'm not. You can't be a woman and be woke. They're diametrically opposed. Um, yeah, so I think you're, I, yeah, I just in terms of thinking what the other one will think. I feel like Absolutely. you will like it because of the Bill Murray effect, but I think maybe you'll have issues with the bigger film. Fair. So funny that I'm guessing this, having not seen the movie, but, you know, just that, making that, world that, assumptions. That is the, I think, somewhat entertaining, That's if maybe game. ontologically flawed concept here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say you're probably right. I did like Priscilla more than I expected to, if mm-hmm. I'm honest. Um, mm-hmm. I think because I was expecting it to be a sort of, like, like less new, not nuanced, but less sort of... Um, sort of patient and rich as it was. And I was like, I think if, if the texture and and um, and sort of visual language seemed to come very um, naturally to Miss Coppola. So in that sense, mm-hmm. like even if you don't necessarily agree or enjoy what's you know, with her or enjoy what's going on, it's visually interesting and intelligent. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you're, I will probably appreciate on that line. You're probably right that it might, yeah, it might not might not thrill me. Anyway, again, I'm too woke, so it might just just butt up against that. I think you're really gonna. I think you're gonna like it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I feel I feel I'm feeling positive. If you had been someone who's like always on one on this whole age gap thing, I know you're not, but the generation just below you seems to like whenever there's more than like a three year age gap on screen, Did people that, lose was that their tweet minds. Being like going through like the age gaps in all the Oscar movies, and I was like. Some of these are real people. They've not, yeah. like, what? Yeah. Huh? Like, it, oh, it, oh, oh. Yeah, I actually can't stand you see it. Someone, can't you see stand someone it. called Oppenheimer a warmongering film? Yo. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, uh, people, it's really, go and get a brain. They Everyone, need us, they need us to teach them new they need. They need to listen to the pod. <laughs> But the thing is, it's just they're not thinking. They just, like, read something on Twitter and they're like, oh, right, well, now let me blanket apply. Things in real life of, like, (laughs) literal, like, pedophiles being like, well, that applies to any age gap in any, even if it's in a fictionalised account, which probably isn't glorifying it, therefore it's bad. It's like, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, what, I don't understand how your brain, your brain has not formed enough connections to not to understand that. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Get a brain. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're back to our, we're back well, to like, our i bet some people have gone and seen priscilla and been like oh well they shouldn't have shown that it's like 
that literally happened. The whole point is that she was groomed. She was 14 years old. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, where's the, yeah. where's, what, yeah. huh? What's up here, guys? Yeah. What's up here? Seriously. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I will say, I will say, I will say, to, you know, this isn't the Priscilla pod necessarily, but as her no. most recent work, that's, you know, that's, it's relevant. It is absolutely insane watching that film that she was 14. That is absolutely nuts. And he was, tw- what, 20, 24, Yeah, 20, he was 10 years older he? than her. He's 24, yeah. 10 years older than her. That is absolutely unconscionable. And, and... It's nuts. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, think what you will of Elvis, although I think a lot of people correctly have rethought him intensely over the last 20 years. Um, mm. That, that is not a, a well enough known story. Just a, a well enough known fact that she was 14 when they first 14. started flirting. Yeah. That is... Absolutely yeah. unbelievable, and the fact the fact that she moved to his house when she was seventeen, nuts, absolutely nuts. Anyway, okay, sorry. All right, so this is this is different. Anyway, it's not the Priscilla recap board. Lost in translation. Lost it it in means translation. that we're entering lost in translation with a with a with an excitement to learn more about Miss Copos. That's 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 fun. Exactly. exactly. Also, uh, apparently, she has great fashion, so we'll have to. Let's just look yeah, into that. On the lookout. Yeah. For the looks. Yeah. For the looks. Um, have we done all our guessing what each other are going to think? Yeah. I think so. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Considering I, we've not really seen it. It's somewhat verging <laughs> on that type of movie that has been talked about so much that I might have a tiny patina of like, is it as good as they say? But I'm going to try to be, I'm going to try to sort of remove myself from that. I think when a film's a little bit more like, when a little, a little bit, a little bit more understated and almost like comedic. Phil Murray's in it's gotta be a little funny, right? Um, just yeah. a bit, even if just a moment. I'm I'm usually a lot more generous with like with the reputation. So I'm I mean comedy is mm-hmm. great. I, honestly, I've been watching Albert Brooks movies recently. I'm like, comedies mm-hmm. are so underrated. It's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. They're also the hardest thing exactly. to do. They exactly. are the hardest thing to do. Exactly. They take the most skill. They mm-hmm. take the most skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So while I'm Hands sure down. this is It's easy more, to be serious and yeah. sad. It's fucking easy to be serious and sad. <laughs> to make people laugh so hard. Exactly, anyway. exactly. So while I'm sure this is somewhat serious and sad, like I bet, you know, it's going to have its... Anyway, yeah. one, I think this is probably another one of, the, one of the examples of when people say like, oh, comedy actors actually can be the best dramatic actors because they understand timing, they understand body language, yeah. they understand presence, they understand relationships with other people more so than almost any other type of performer. So I think this is yeah. probably up there in the... Comedian, you know, actor known for comedy, being the lead in a drama Serious. and nailing it. So we'll see. All right. Anything else? For you? Let's watch it. No, let's go. Let's go. I'm just looking. The BAFTAs were on Valentine's Day, 2004, when they won all these things. So we might we're nearly coinciding 20 years later. There we go. With this film's Relevance. acceptance into the Relevance. canon. So we'll see. When we return, we will have watched Sofia Coppola's 2003 romantic drama, Tokyo set film, starring Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson, Lost in Translation. See you then. See you then. Lost in Translation. We've seen it. We have. We've... Like other films recently, we've had quite a lot of time to think about it mm-hmm. and let our thoughts percolate. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very good at not sharing our opinions <laughs> <laughs> with each other. <laughs> and then we did. 
And then what? And then and then uh, what? What happened? What happened, Nathaniel? Um, we had a we had the conversation mm. that would constitute a podcast, mm. and through one thing and another, that conversation's actual recording did not turn out the way that we wished, and it did not quite suit the. Fo- it didn't work. So <laughs> it w- it was lost to time. It was lost. It was lost. To that time. is the theme of this podcast. Um, loss. Yeah. I th- it, oh, good. It was lost in transcoding. It was lost in, um, what's another word starting with? Tran, 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 no, I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. Anyway. Wow, that was good. Moving that on. Was good See, this is the problem as well. When we did it before, I was firing yeah. all cylinders and now I've You got, were really funny. I was really funny. And now there's no evidence. There's no evidence that I can be funny. I feel really bad for you. I'm never going to be funny again. It's like, it's over now. (laughs) I'm devastated. Anyway, so we have already discussed this. So this conversation, Mm -hmm. we will try and keep it spontaneous and fresh as we can. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good discussion too. We we really got into it. We really did. All sorts of different, different talking points. Yeah. Um, but let's just keep the viewers, listeners, not on tender hooks. (laughs) What did you think of it, Phoebe? Um, I found lots of this movie to be pretty uncomfortable because of its depiction of Japanese people and culture. I would say, I mean, obviously, I'm not Japanese. I can't, I can't be like it's racist, but it does feel pretty racist in quite a few in quite a few scenes. So I think that definitely put a damper on my experience with this film. Um, yeah, it was really I I was pretty surprised by it because I feel like. Obviously, we talked about, oh, you know, it's been commented on that it's a bit Orientalist. And I was like, oh, okay, I can see, you know, sure, it's a, it's American filmmaker making a film in another country. I'm sure there's some tropes in there. No, they're, like, actively using <laughs> stereotypes to make, like, yeah. to, to, make, to make fun of this culture. And it doesn't yeah. feel like... Because it doesn't... It, to me, it doesn't feel like the film is being like, oh, look at these Westerners who don't appreciate other cultures. Mm-hmm. It's not really making fun of Bill Murray and Scott Johansson. It's kind of it's just making fun of the culture, and it's yeah. it doesn't seem to be when you bring like a Western eye or Western lens to a different culture, it's never neutral, and it feels like it hasn't mm-hmm. the film hasn't done any work to like undo that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I totally know what you mean, and no, I think I think we we definitely we we um I think we had similar reactions to this. I mean, I I was really trying to give everyone involved the benefit of the doubt and be like, well, okay, maybe, because, you know, Sofia Coppola, and this is all researchable, everybody, Sofia Coppola spent a lot of time in Tokyo and she was not really, she couldn't really figure out what to do with her young life um, and so on. And so, like, you could argue that these are, and, and apparently from a lot of accounts, like a lot of the craziest stuff that happens in the movie is pretty accurate that in Tokyo some crazy stuff happens on the street and in the clubs and in the whatever. Um, but, in 2003 at least, but, yeah, I, I feel like the word that kept coming to mind was like respect. There mm. doesn't seem to be this baseline floor or, or what have you of, of respect for the culture. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> not to be one of those like weirdos, what they call them, weebs. Um, <laughs> although I'm not, not an anime person. I'll double down on that one. But <laughs> in terms of just appreciation for like, especially screen culture, like Japan is, I mean, through kind of accidentally something I've like studied a bit more than I realized when I was kind of going through. Like, to me, 
as a film nerd, right? <laughs> but like to me, if you're gonna make like it's a, it's she's Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, right? So like she her life is film, right? And there's there's references to things like La Dolce Vita, like literally they watch mm-hmm. it in in mm-hmm. in lots of translations, you know, references to other films. There's, there's like tiny tiny snippets of um of like Japanese TV and like in terms of the actual like TV shows, the chat shows, it's presented as completely ridiculous and laughable. Which to be fair, like those do exist, so fine. But to me, I was like. And again, we don't want to criticize too much for what it's not. But to me, I was like, you know, play one clip from Ozu, Kurosawa, mm. um, even the more modern ones, you know, or, or, or someone who's a bit more, you know, crazy, like like Suzuki or, or whoever. I mean, he was just, there's things where it's like, it just feels like everything in Jap- Japanese culture in this movie is a, either a joke mm. or irrelevant mm. or kind of pathetic, you know, which again yeah. is, I guess, the joke thing. It just, it, 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 I think if you transplanted this to other cultures, I don't know. I mean, clearly people loved this movie, and I, I, you know, it was it was the twentieth anniversary of its release in twenty twenty three. But it's the, but February when this podcast will come out is the twentieth anniversary of its winning best original screenplay mm-hmm. at the Oscars. Which again, you know, we talk about this. I certainly feel like this sometimes. Where it's like it's one thing if I don't like a movie. It's one another thing. Or I don't really see the hype. It's another thing. But I don't, don't see the hype, and the hype was massive. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and it won best original screenplay, which as I my Citizen Kane, my fiery Citizen Kane <laughs> video shows, shows is, a, is what I argue sometimes is usually the best movie of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it just it just hmm. and also like the right like for me isn't like half of it improvised. Like it feels very bizarre to me that the screenplay is the mm. thing that's rewarded. Like I guess you know. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate the way it looks. Like, I think Tokyo, it's cool that they shot in Tokyo and it's, like, real Tokyo mm-hmm. and all the shots in the mm-hmm. hotel rooms looking down the city. It looks cool, but for me, the screenplay is not the thing that's, like, winning about it. It's really it's no. really bizarre. It's really weird. Um, and that also, but also the fact the legacy holds up, that people don't seem to be revisiting this film and being like, maybe this doesn't, this doesn't hold up. And yeah. Maybe this doesn't age well. It just seems to be like, yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, that's that's the kind of crazy yeah. thing to yeah. me, and, and that's when I was like trying to dig in and be like, "Am I missing something?" Yeah, because right? yeah. you know we, we got you know we don't want to be too too you know reactionary young libs, right? <laughs> so we're trying trying to <laughs> trying to make their point about us before they do. Mm. Um, <laughs> but no, I was like, "What am I missing?" And I was like, "I was like maybe is there a quality to it where the because I, I did feel like the." othering of Japanese culture and people is really, really, really front-loaded. Like, you get a ton of jokes, the height jokes, the R and L jokes, mm. the which is still <laughs> just interesting throwback. But anyway, um, and 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 the, the scene where Bill Murray is basically being berated by this director and then later mm. by this photographer and so on. And then as the film goes on, you get less than that and you it, it, it does become a bit more, if not respectful, then at least aware of Tokyo as a multifaceted place and Japan, Japanese culture as a actually very exciting and um, with a lot of like interesting corners to it. I mean, it's very much her documenting and celebrating the nightlife that she was so cool to be a part of. <laughs> like, it's still a look at me, look how cool I am. Yeah. Move. Like, you know what I mean, not good or bad, but it certainly is one of those. Yeah, yeah. Look, this is, this is Charlie Brown. He's a cool nightlife guy who I know. You know what I mean? Like, anyway. <laughs> But as the film goes on, it does become a slightly more reverential, mm. if not respectful. I still don't think it is. But um, and by the end, you have shots of Tokyo in like the early evening that seem a bit more um, elegant, right? Mm. It's certainly compared to everything you, you come through. So, so, so to me, I was like, is it reflecting the characters' somewhat xenophobic 
experience or the sort of the the lessening of that yeah. awkwardness. I was like, I can kind of see that as an argument. Yeah. Again, though, if you go into and this is where like the intention impact blah 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 sort of reversed, where you go and read the interviews and read how they respond to people saying it's you know I, I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't yeah. Think that's yeah. The thing that I'm trying to give as a positive point, I don't I don't think so. I think Coppola's basically been like, yeah, it's crazy over there. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like why is everyone so offended? It's stupid. It has nothing to do with that. And I'm just like, I uh, like <laughs> I don't know. I, I I I I'm struggling to see the mature and generous um approach. Yeah. As anything but like let me make a movie about how it felt to be how I felt when I was young. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is fine, but it's a type of auto fiction that I don't ever really applaud. Yeah. And especially <laughs> with this. Something bothers me about this. It. it just feels very like I'm an edgelord, like filmmaking mm-hmm. in a lot of this film. It feels mm-hmm. a lot like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like trying to prove she's not her father's daughter. I'm, I'm not like other yes. girls. I'm not like other filmmakers. Yes. I'm not, a, I'm not like other coppolas, like whatever. Um, <laughs> and then like, you know, and the opening shot of the movie and like, just all this like kind of, yeah, like edge lordy stuff that doesn't really feel like it has substance. Like it just feels like mm-hmm. I'm going to be prov- quote unquote prov- provocative for the sake of being provocative. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like the, I don't, I don't feel the intention is, is there because also if, if half the screenplay is like improv then like how much, you know, intention can the, the filmmaker like put into it and like mm-hmm. obviously they, they can edit it and blah 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 and like the post-production side of it but you know it's, it's still the performances are really central in it so if you're having Bill Murray improvise like half the script then it's like how do you how how is how how is your vision like have you thought ahead and how have you planned that it just doesn't feel like the most intentional film in the world to me and like if, no, it, I mean, if it was that argument of like oh you know that those characters are changing then you'd have more of a sense of them the beginning being like, you know, their reaction to Japanese culture being more obviously negative, but instead they're framed yeah, sure. in this sort of like relatable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's Bill Murray. Love Bill, like light, and it. They're like, normal, and everything else is weird. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I guess I can see. I mean, I, I don't want to get too much into my sort of socio political lens, but. Um, <laughs> There is, a, I mean, we discussed the word Nepo baby, right? Mm. And that's obviously, that's not a new, it's a new term, but it's not a new concept. Like mm. that, that the idea of like coming from great privilege and access and sort of having a toy box that is much, much more rich, literally and figuratively, than what it, most people have to deal with. So yes, like, I, it wasn't easy for her to cast Bill Murray, but she is Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. Like, people are going to be interested at the very yeah, least. Yeah. Um, so I think there is like a feeling of like playing with one's toys mm. that... Do you know what I mean? Like, like, mm. like that, 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 yes. I mean, as her career, as her subsequent career has showed, she is not a charlatan. Like she can definitely make really powerful films or at the very least competent films. It does make me somewhat rethink some of the later ones. I'm like, interesting. Anyway, I'm probably more of a late period Coppola, uh, mm. Sophia Coppola, if, if we're going to be, um, we're going to be doing that. But it does. Yeah. Because you really, 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 she wrote it for Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. The fact that his name Bob Harris is not coincidental. Also, Scarlet Charlotte is an interesting one. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's written for his tone. It's completely written for him. Yeah. And he, if he, he didn't agree to do it, he wouldn't have done the movie. I kind of see that because obviously I've, I've never met the man. In fact, I've read plenty of stories that he's not very nice to work with. But you can imagine that like you could kind of give him anything and he'd make it at least somewhat watchable, if not yeah. charming and 
um, funny. Yeah. As we said, I think, in the intro. So I can see how the argument w- would be kind of Bill Murray plays, you know, plays sort of midlife crisis, but also just just sort of, yeah, I guess midlife crisis, but 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 um, a- an unmoored character, right? Mm-hmm. Who is literally uh, a stranger in a strange land, right? Has no- knows nobody, mm-hmm. knows nothing, um, is purely in it for sort of money, and even that's become abstract at this point. Mm-hmm. Is nocturnal because of the, je- the time difference, you know, and it's like I can see how that's a funny, interesting setup. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think I think probably you, it sounds like you would agree. Like the specific kind of the self importance of the white characters and the borderline denigration of the Japanese characters does yeah. just it makes it very it it completely distracts from the whole point. Yeah. Um. And it, I think it ages like milk. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just yeah. not in the cheese way, like in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> not in the tasty way. Yeah. No. It is lovely to see Scarlett Johansson's Asian heritage uh, blossom for the first time on screen. Finally. It's the representation we were all looking for. <laughs> that is the, it's the prequel it to Ghost in, in the Shell. It's the, it's the prequel. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so you mentioned the opening shot. Should we dive into that, so to speak? Uh, uh, for <laughs> no. Uh, dancing I mean, cheek to cheek. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, what do we? Okay, so apparently, so apparently, some people have seen it as oh, it's the male gaze. The audience becomes complicit in that because the shot lingers on her ass way too long. Quoting, quoting Laura Mulvey at length. Yes. Yeah. Which I just don't get at all because we don't see that element of the male gaze really ever again. Like, sure, Bill Murray looks at her in an elevator and is like, oh, a young woman. Also, another white person. You know, like, there's there's lots of layers that to that interaction. very interesting, anyway. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of layers, lots of ways you can interpret that moment. Mm. Um, but I just don't feel we see that again. And also the kind of point is their relationship isn't purely, like, sexual or, like, Mm. objectifying like obviously she's a very attractive young mm. woman he's an older guy there's a power dynamic there but it's mm-hmm. it's not that those kind of images aren't used the same way in the rest of the film like sure she wanders around her pants a little bit but like you know like i just feel again it just yeah. feels like oh edgy also like was yeah. she, if she was 17 when this movie was shot that's that's great that you know that's that's a whole other yeah. that's a whole other thing um, that's another that's another point about the edgelord stuff where it's like you know you and I cast things all the time there is a huge intention especially when you're making a movie especially when you're making a movie about two people and one of them is Bill Murray and the other one you can cast anybody mm-hmm. right the character is in her early 20s yeah to mid 20s why would you cast someone who is 17 at the time that you cast and filmed it yeah that is bizarre to me and like you know God knows you and I are not the type to poo poo at the age gap thing because it's gone way over as we as we discussed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not even that. It's it's more. It's not even like oh, Bill Murray creeps me out. It's like Sophia Coppola creeps me out. Yeah. To having done that, it's like I, I don't know. It's it's like it's it's it's. I don't. It feels so unnecessary. Yes, Scarlett Johansson is a great actress. She gives a great performance in the movie. So I get that from that yeah. perspective. And listen, I, you know, I'm sure you and I have had that thought go through our head where it's like this person's wrong, but they'd be really good in the part. And sometimes I, I cast them. Yeah. You know. But the the to linger on her. But does just feel like edge lord for the sake of it. Yeah. And maybe in 2003 that was really genuinely edgy. Yeah. Or something. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I yeah, maybe I, it was I, like edgy and subversive for a female film filmmaker to do that. Like sure. maybe that's the vibe, but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean the whole yeah the age difference thing is. I don't mind it in the in terms of the characters having an age gap. Fine, because mm. it's you know is it it's kind of weirdly paternal. It's weirdly a bit sexual. Mm. Like mm-hmm. they're two very different people at different stages of their life who are both lost. Fine, whatever. But it is like. Mm-hmm. The choice to cast, and then also to the choice to have it, Bill Murray, who is a, you know, he's going to improvise loads. And then we get the kiss Mm. at the end, which is improvised. Like, that is such a crazy power dynamic to have on the set of Mm -hmm. your movie. And like Mm -hmm. that, knowing that, Mm -hmm. obviously it's, you know, maybe I shouldn't be thinking, I shouldn't be thinking outside of the film and I shouldn't be taking that into my opinion. But it's kind of hard not to because it makes you uncomfortable. Why not? Yeah. It's the same. Hey, with when you look at uh, Bertolucci, Last Tango in Paris, it's a sexual assault on screen. Yeah, that that I think you could be. It's accepting to. It's acceptable to let that ju- cloud your judgment of the yeah. movie. I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, completely. We should we should get Richard on for this. Uh, but the, <laughs> the 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 idea. The more I think about that, like the idea of just spontaneously kissing your co-star, you know, on the mouth for a while. Mm. Is one thing. The fact that it's 52 and 18. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not sure if she's 17 or 18. She definitely was 17 when she was cast. And yeah. then, in some parts of the movie. Uh, I, I, I think that she was 17 through most of it. She's only 18 when it premiered. So anyway. Spontaneously kissing your cast member. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just. That's really. That doesn't. That doesn't fly. No. It doesn't fly. <laughs> it really. And it, and it does. It tells you something about the people involved. You know. Tells you about the process of making it and what kind of yeah. like set it was and and you know, I know it was like low quite low budget. They were running around they had quite a skeleton crew mm-hmm. running around Tokyo, mm-hmm. like sure, but it doesn't and I know obviously the way we approach intimacy on set has changed a lot. Like Yeah, yeah. You no, know, no, it course. used to be and, a lot more free for all. I'm not saying like Sophia Coppola is yeah. the only person who has let this happen on a set, of course not. But it is, mm. it is interesting that that's another thing that isn't really like brought up when people talk about how great so this, it is. This is what strikes me out of the last ten minutes of conversation. I was like, it seems like both of us are not the type to sort of wag our finger or clutch our pearls. In fact, I think we usually quite are quite annoyed with these type of conversations. And especially when you go back and say, oh, you know, uh, the Godfather is racist because blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't want to be like, no, it's no, actually, I think he is also like, yeah, sometimes, but usually. If I actually wrote a whole essay about actually how James Baldwin was wrong, it's actually not as racist as he thinks it is. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> my point is, you have to be very select in when you sort of um, go back and sort of retroactively cancel a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm actually surprised that this one hasn't had that happen yet. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like both of us are like, okay, but if you guys overreact all the time, how on earth has this one escaped scrutiny? Yeah, it's so bizarre. <laughs> and like, yes, I think you and I both did a lot of reading of like people like, what is his name, Homemade King and Kiki Day and various people um, who, and people, and there's this good article in the Sydney Morning Herald and there's other things like that, that like, do for the 20th anniversary, go back and be like, eh, some of this doesn't age well and some of this actually is a bit unfair and a bit tasteless. Mm. But there's like there's like a handful, the, the massive majority. Great movie, great movie, great movie, great movie, great movie, great movie. Yeah. Totally flawless. From, yeah. from mostly white women, <laughs> but <laughs> plenty of white men and plenty of non-white men. Um, for the most part, I found that a lot of non-white women <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but that's just that's just my my cursory half-assed internet research. But like, mm. I don't know. Did, did, did that strike you? Because I'm like, 
that it, how has this one got away with this? <laughs> yeah, it's it's so yeah. it's really weird. Like, and I, I do wonder because like if they're it advertising is. Priscilla based on this. Do you know what I mean? They'll be like, yeah, oh, this is from, from the, the, like, It's yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. a selling point to people. Sorry. Yeah, it's very. I and I don't know if it's like because you know there still aren't a lot of female directors, big mainstream female directors that people are extra protective of the sort of legacy of those directors and especially maybe yeah. women who watch film. I don't know. That's a very broad statement to make. And so mm. there's a level of like blindness or like refusal, refusal to engage with critique. Or also mm. it could just be nostalgia. Like if you watch this movie when it came out 20 years ago and you were a young woman and it really spoke to you, like Charlotte's character really spoke to you. Like mm. I could understand that, but it like, I don't understand how you can watch it in 2024 and be like, yeah, this all, this all great. <laughs> like that really yeah that really confuses yeah. me and so it feels like a will a willful ignorance of yeah yeah of being like well it's my favorite film so why would i change my opinion and it's like sure okay <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i mean listen there's definitely some movies that like i probably if 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 they got reevaluated in 20 years time i'd be like all right let's I'll pump the brakes <laughs> yeah of course i'm not saying <laughs> i'm not like, saying i'm i, I yeah, yeah, yeah i don't yeah. fall into that group i'm sure there's movies that yeah, yeah, in 20 yeah, years yeah. time people will be like you're you're unwoke for liking that movie. And I'm like, yep, you got me. I'm like, Damn right. <laughs> um, and, and I was like, and I was like trying to think again. I, I, I want to stress. I was trying to think, given the benefit of the doubt, right? And I was, I was, you know, I was curious about this thing that um, actually was a quote uh, about um, All in the Family because in, in because of Norman Lear's passing recently, and this was a, a something that is now shown at the beginning of All in the Family when you stream it or whatever. Um, they've added this in front of each episode. It's just a little title card that reads, The program you're about to see is all in the family. It seeks to throw a humorous spotlight on our frailties, prejudices, and concerns by making them a source of laughter we hope to show in a mature fashion just how absurd they are. Now, that is quoted by a couple people, including Robert Danny Jr. recently, um, as like uh, sort of – I, I think it is a pretty, a pretty succinct um, way of, of, of pointing out when displaying sort of racism, xenophobia, all the isms, um, prejudice – is is a, a is a sort of introspective thing. Like mm. it, it's it and it, it, it's it's basically what we always say. It's not to, it's depicting it, not endorsing it, right? Yeah. In fact, but depicting it ex- explicitly for the purpose of making sure we all like understand how it actually sounds and how it actually works. And I was thinking um, a lot about the ending of Tar, which you have seen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tar ends without spoiling. Slight spoiler, but not really. I will try not to spoil it too much. You should see Tara, everyone. It's great. But um, the Kate Blanchett film from two years ago. But a year and a half? Anyway. Um, <laughs> but it also ends in East Asia. And the the sort of language, visual and, um, and sort of rhythmic language of that ending, I think actually shares quite a lot with Lost in Translation. But there is something that I think is very palpably about interpret interpretation so it, it's a reflection it tells you it lets it doesn't tell you it lets you bring your own understanding and frankly prejudice about what's going on to the scenario mm-hmm. and to the storyline to the characters so like you decide what it means you know which mm-hmm. is a, my favorite type of ending right mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just i did feel but it's not saying this is this is obviously a white person who is normal and sympathetic versus this weird sort of creepy sort of impenetrable um society that like doesn't understand her 
which I think Lost in Translation just it just veers towards it, you know. Mm-hmm. It veers. I just it. I just. I'm. Yeah. Tar felt provocative in a way that was measured and yeah. very intentional. This feels provocative that to be more like, look at me, I'm being provocative, and I'm being funny, and you're all gonna laugh with me about how silly all these people are and how yeah, like wouldn't yeah. it be crazy if you were stuck there you know yeah like let's be let's be let's be specific the director scene really pissed me off because it was so over the top and bill murray is so playing it as like wow this guy's weird yeah. you know and yeah. at that point in the movie you're with him because it's bill murray yeah. everyone knows who bill murray yeah, yeah. is like of course he's the normal and they're the weird right yeah and then the prostitute scene i mean that was the most egregious <laughs> yeah it's the it's so uncomfortable it's crazy yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I just don't yeah. like what. And also, like, if you're, I can't imagine being on set and being like, "This is great. Put this in the movie." Like twenty minutes in, we'll have it. Like that's that's that decision making process is so yeah crazy to me. Like, imagine yeah. directing that actor to do that. Yeah. Imagine directing any of the Japanese actors in this sh- in this film to do that. Mm-hmm. Like it just mm-hmm. yeah. I just, I've been yeah. I've been asked. I've been asked when I was at Edinburgh, to basically do a similar type of thing, but as, like, an African character. Oh. Right? I said no. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said no. But, but I said no, and also, like, Fuck gently you. explained. <laughs> I mean, I was, like, 18, but I think I did a fairly good job of being, like, here's why I'm never going to do anything like this. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Dress up in a tribal outfit and do a little, you know. And, again, in that scenario, the joke was that this was – uh, in poor taste, right? Mm. That it was like some ad campaign or something. But I'm like, I'm not, I like, I don't believe that you, as quote unquote artists or comedians or you know, they're making a short film. Of course, of course they were. Who's um, <laughs> uni? Uh, know what you're talking about at all? Yeah. Nor have you talked. Have you talked? No, are you talking about it in a particular? Yeah. Or, ha- or have or the craft to make that come way. across to the audience in the way right. you say you want it to? Right. Because it takes it takes right. a lot of. It's it's really hard to do that, and like mm-hmm. do it in a way that sh- that demonstrates this is what we're, sh- we're p- showing that this is not the right thing because it's so easy actually to not endorse it but to be like this is like having this opinion of this other culture is normal yeah. like it's so easy to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. it's funny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's funny, and you think it's funny, but you it, but you actually laugh because you know you're not supposed to, but you still think it. You yeah. I mean? yeah, 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 like, yeah. Exactly. That's used a lot. That's used yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, the more I think about it, the more I just lose a bad taste in the mouth of false translation. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. Yeah, there are other things I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the race stuff. It's not the race stuff. It's not the age gap. We've got more. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. So, so we have a few different ways we could go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could talk about. I guess, I guess, flip. We could say flip it for things that we liked. If, if you, I sure. guess that's the point there. Yeah, that's... we've kind of done a lot of film school takes, haven't we? Yeah. I, uh, so. I kind of I have a couple I have a couple extras. You like that now or later? Um, how how quick are they gonna be? <laughs> that is really quick. Um, okay, only enough. there's only one that. Well, I mean, this is more like actually lifestyle takes, but you can kind of see her relationship with Phoenix, the band who she later lead, later married the lead singer of, mm. uh, starting here because you have some Phoenix songs in there, and I'm like, that's funny. Um, so there you go. Uh, the and I think there's one song that that has um, it's not a Phoenix song, but that, there's one song that has the same beat pattern as "Be My Baby," the Renette song, which is the beginning of Mean Streets, which I think is not a coincidence. I think it's there's a I saw Mean Streets recently, and it has, it has a similar 
Um, I think Sincopa is somewhat trying to evoke that that early Scorsese sort of somewhat bizarre camera, not bizarre, but untraditional camera language that's mm. uh, much more about um, visual language than it is actual dialogue, mm-hmm. which I, uh, you know, which is fine. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I guess hey, I, I kind of mentioned the other things, which is that like, there are so many, so many great Japanese films, or at least references to them that you could have had something mm. to, to just just underscore that like you do get that it's not all ridiculous yeah you know I mean? yeah, <laughs> it yeah just yeah, does yeah. feel like the only thing you're seeing is like it's just ridiculous and occasionally has moments of like mercy like where they mm. kind of leave you alone yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Like, and listen like i've been to places where like i struggle to see the romantic side of them like i'm not saying you have to portray every every non-western culture in a positive light but it like when you're making a film you do i think have to have a bit more respect. Yeah. <laughs> kind of basically base the entire plot on how yeah, these yeah, people yeah. are stuck there, so to speak. Um, it's like these are real people. It's a real place. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think also it's the highest fax machines per minute that we've had. I, I will say fax machines, good, good plot device. Enjoy. Yeah. I love faxing in the middle of the night while he's meant sure. to be asleep. That was funny. Yeah. Although a lot of the other wife stuff... The wife and husband stuff is... That's another thing about the screenplay that I don't get. It's so full of tropes. Mm. It's like, how is this a, a re- best original screenplay? <laughs> None of this is original. Like, yeah. like the person saying, I love you, and the other person's hung up. Happens in like every fucking movie <laughs> ever. Genius. The, Genius. You pointed out last time, this like <laughs> the fact he doesn't want her to smoke. Instant villain. Instant evil man. Like That's, a, that's, the, that's, the, that's my next point I don't like. <laughs> moralizing so I have, I have two i have two things i did I, other things i really didn't like mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned the smoking thing we'll go there yes i think it's the laziest device that people use all the time because they want to seem edgy and cool and i mm. cannot tell you how much of a petulant little shit you come <laughs> off like when you're like here here's how here's what i'm gonna do phoebe i'm gonna express that a character is uptight and doesn't want to let this main character live in their power by make by by having something where they try to make the protagonist not smoke anymore, and it's like it's like oh, I wish you wouldn't do that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. As if like it's some like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's this weirdly actually quite conservative, um, libertarian conservative ex libertarian borderline of like, don't tell me how to live my life. Yeah, I'm free. Yeah, and I, and I, I learned how, I learned what freedom means from a Marlboro advert. <laughs> So I'm gonna and from the '60s when everyone had lung cancer, and I'm gonna and I and I think this makes me cool, and yeah. like I'm gonna express that this husband character is a shithead because he's like, please don't smoke anymore. What an asshole! <laughs> it is like I and the thing is, it's not just that one movie does it; is that so many movies do it and think they're cool, and I just want to strangle them. <laughs> I think I think there's no way better way to turn me off from like a character. From a, from a character development point of view of like, here's how we're going to express this. Mm. Yeah. Bring in. I, just, I think that's so lazy. lazy. It's Been so done. lazy and pathetic. It's pathetic how much it's used. Yeah. I, yeah. I hate it. It's so lazy. It's so flat. It's so like, oh, yeah, good job. Wow. Well done. You're an edgelord. <laughs> like, collect your medal at the door. <laughs> collect your medal and your camel sponsorship at the door. <laughs> <laughs> and pull out your rotten teeth on the way. <laughs> oh God! And and go back to your stinky, disgusting flat. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> Do you have one more thing you hate, uh, and then we can take a break yeah, and maybe yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about so, the things yeah, we'll we like? <laughs> yeah, that's a nice idea. Um, 
I think the Hollywood satire is quite quite uh, doesn't age well as well because I mean like we talked about how like Anna Faris is kind of playing a Cameron Diaz like mm. figure and like a ton of the jokes. I mean, it's funny because she talks about dating Keanu Reeves, but she Coppola did get, date Keanu Reeves, so I guess there's a bit of an there's a lot of a lot of in jokes that are like, haha, cool. I don't know, I don't care yeah. anymore. Um, I just also think like it's 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 making fun of a certain um, poptimism that uh, yeah, I'm sure it was sexy to make fun of it then, but it just comes off as a bit obnoxious now. Um, and I just I don't know. I thought it was a uh, it was a lot of punching down. I thought. I mean, I, I guess at the time it wasn't because the camera dude was making boatloads of money, so maybe you could argue it was punching up. But it now it just comes off as a bit like obnoxious. So listen, this is how a lot of things work. The nerds took over, right? <laughs> that's the story <laughs> of the last twenty years. So maybe that's why it tipped. But those are the those are the main things. Yeah, didn't love it. <laughs> Should we take a break and then we'll we'll Let's chat about a, a some things break. we did like? Because I did like some things. I think you did too. Yeah. Fine. Okay. We'll be right back. going to talk about maybe some positive things for this film <laughs> um i guess we could we could kind of merge this with some of our because we clearly you know neither of us love this movie no. so we could probably merge some of this with our, our kind of flip it takes yeah okay yeah, of, yeah, yeah. If, we, if we were selling this movie what would we sell it on yeah let's start um, with like just notes that we liked and then maybe flip it can be the whole more broad yeah, yeah, yeah evaluation yeah. if you will what, what, what did you like um, I do, I do like the, the relationship at the center of the film mm, mm-hmm. and they do have chemistry and it speaks to something about loneliness and connection, how you can have this like weird connection with someone you never expected and never see them again, like in your life. Like I, I really enjoy that. And I think a lot of that is pretty well observed and like the sort of, it's not quite will they, won't they, but it is, there are moments where you're like, where is which way is this relationship tipping? It's mm-hmm. kind of both platonic and paternal and also kind of sexually charged. Like mm-hmm. so I think that's the balance of that is pretty well done. Um and, you know, yeah, it's they're both very charming performers. Like <laughs> some of it is funny when they're not, you know, making slightly racist jokes about things. Um that's another thing I don't like, the bit the bit in the sushi bit in the sushi that... restaurant. That's tough. He anyway. straight up does the Japanese voice. He does. Like, he, you're like, oh, okay. Uh, wow. All right. <laughs> anyway, we're doing. This is what we're doing. Great. Again, how does how does it just fly? No one seems. That's not a. Anyway. We're do, we're being positive. We're doing we're, we're being, doing things we're being, we like. <laughs> <laughs> this is always our hardest. Uh, yeah, it's always so difficult. Thing to do um, is spin it positive. So yeah, I think I feel like the central concept of the movie is interesting. Mm. The performances are good, but it's just the the way it's mm. surrounded and like packaged and. Yeah, that, that I think I take issue with. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, there's the ending scene, of, aside from the kiss, which we've already talked mm. about, in mm. terms of him whispering something that the camera doesn't yeah. hear. That is a nice touch. Yeah. I enjoy that. Fuck all I those agree. people who audio enhanced it, get a life, like, learn Stupid. how to enjoy movies. Totally beside the point, yeah. Yeah, okay, like, fine. Just for clarity to everyone who may not have seen it or hasn't seen it in a while, when Bill Murray whispers the thing in... Scarlett Johansson's ear. We were very intentionally not meant to know what it is, but you can kind of make it out. So some people who are really cool and love art 
um, have got in with digital voice enhancers and had two possible explanations for exactly what he said. I can't be bothered to read what they are because who cares? Like, honestly, who gives a shit? Like, the point is you read your own interpretation. You put in what you think he could have said to lead to this facial expression she makes. I think it's lovely, actually. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that last kind of section is... It's like, it's romantic enough, but not, like, cheesy. Like, you know, obviously they, they mm-hmm. say goodbye and it's sort of anticlimactic and then he gets in the car and then he runs after her. Like, it's it's not too aggressively rom-com, but it yeah. is, you know. It's, it's, yeah, as you kids would say, rom-com coded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like I said when Harry met Sally, like, that, that the whole running and really trying to make sure that your last moments with someone are in last moments in a place are, are, are the right ones. Like I that's very affecting to me. I think that's a, yeah. that was very well done. Yeah. And the irony Definitely. is that like my, I think, I think maybe yours too, but my criticism of the kiss is that the onset thing seems gross. The idea of it is quite nice. And I, and I think yeah. it's true that like, there is an idea that like, they're not kissing sexually, right? They're kind of kissing just sort yeah. of validate each other's, strange inexplicable opinions of each other you know yeah like, yeah yeah yeah. yeah and I, I you know it's it's good that they don't have sex in this movie because it would mm. be like it would just be weird like <laughs> and yeah. yeah that's not really the the point of their no. relationship and i suppose a, a mini film school take to, to build off that is like and i don't, i have only seen that three and a half of sophie coppola's movies um but i think that their like sex sexuality is always like mm-hmm. slightly warped and slightly unknowable and um, very unclean in her in her movies. And it's not clean cut. It's not like oh this person's sexy. I will now have sex with them or I will court them. Like there's always some strange, um, which I think is is good. Like it's interesting. It's always interesting to sort of try to maturely address like when these things are not clean cut. And I think. Um, but I think, like, I'm not going to say daddy issues, but I just did, so let's just say it. Um, <laughs> like, this, this must be something interesting about me. There's almost always young women in gilded cages, but also in the shadow somewhat of a beloved paternalistic figure. Yeah. Almost always, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I all mean, the way yeah. to Elvis. Yeah, and that's also interesting. Priscilla's interesting because there, there's no sex in that. You don't have an Elvis Priscilla sex scene, which is, like, an interesting choice. Because he didn't want to. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe why they, she was so fascinated, actually. Yeah, yeah, but you know, there's some there's some sexy bits in there, but like there's never like a full sex scene, which I think is, um, yeah, I don't know. It feels like a interesting preoccupation in her work of like, mm. of 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 showing it, not showing it, and like what that does to a film or a relationship, or mm-hmm. how the absence of sex can. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's an interesting. It's an interesting film to compare. It's interesting to like compare Priscilla and Austin Translation. You know, basically the bigger names and ends of not the ends, but like the two. <laughs> yeah, you know, twenty I mean, years. Yeah, yeah. Twenty years of her career, um, mm-hmm. and you know what's. I mean, I really enjoyed Priscilla, as, as you mentioned. So, you know, I'm not. I'm not. Like shitting on her as a filmmaker, but I just, no, you know, I neither. think. I think it's clear that she's like matured and like. Yeah developed in her in her abilities shall we say are we making the case that people under 30 shouldn't make art i think maybe maybe that's what we're (laughs) we're not allowed to make a film you're not allowed to make a film so sorry you can't do it um yeah everyone but us shouldn't make art i think that's a good actually that's a good we should be allowed to make a film well yeah let me make a film right now (laughs) 
<laughs> Clearly. <laughs> uh, um, we're not all talk, and, people. We're not all talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything yeah, else? So, Did you like anything else about it? No, I think the ending was it was really the 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 the, the biggest one. I, I I like the karaoke scenes. I think the pink wig again is is early Ghost in the Shell vibes. But anyway, we'll put that aside. Um, <laughs> the also it gives me closer flashbacks, which I'll never want to see ever again. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, the uh, the 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 bit where she's singing brass in pocket, just singing. And he like sings a little line back to her like that is lovely. That is really lovely. Yeah. And that is a beautiful micro note of like what it's like to have a budding friendship or a budding you don't know what ship with someone like yeah, that was sweet. Yeah. Um, and the party scenes are definitely like cooler. And that's when I first got the impression I was like, oh, maybe this is meant to be a progression of like Tokyo as strange and weird to like Tokyo as something that actually you don't understand and actually is an organism that is very is actually light years ahead of us do you know what i mean so the the club scene i thought that was i don't think they pulled it off and i think they keep pulling the rug out from any any sort of mature reading of it but i liked the scenes of the clubs and sort of trying to um illustrate that part of the city so yeah that was that was good and listen i love i do still like bill murray after all that (laughs) (laughs) as a performer you know he has a fantastic face and his face like in the car when he's like almost not gonna like see her or talk to her again like i think it was yeah. very powerful yeah, um, yeah, i yeah. don't think i don't know if i don't let's not bother with this whole oscar chat but like you know i do think he was good and i and i do really like comedians who take a serious role because they're yeah, often that, very very I mean, good I, at it because they understand yeah, timing <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly. yeah which is everything what is everything <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Anything? Timing. I mean, <laughs> I hate, I hate, I hate doing this with you. Great. Well, that's, a, that's, 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 that's great. So now we have that's to continue being positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if we're going to flip it, if you really are like, this movie is important. What's the, what's your summer summarizing argument? What's your, what's your headline? Um, Giovanni Ribisi's in it. He's great. <laughs> uh, um, it leads to her, which is cool. You know, apparently yeah. her is Spike Jones' re- reaction to this. Yeah, People, yeah, you can yeah. Google this, but Spike Jones and Sophie Couple were married relatively unhappily towards the end. Uh, and it's Ribisi. While they're still married, there's this quite mean... <laughs> Parallel for Spike Jones in the movie. We didn't mention that. I just thought I mentioned that. Anyway, okay. Um, flipping it. I mean, you know, like we said before, like we said in the introduction, it's rare for American American production with American stars, American backing, to be this, like, ethereal. You know what I mean? With, with stars this big. Bill yeah. Murray, at least, um, at the time. So, yeah, I mean, it's post the sort of indie boom, but I think it is definitely... Um, in speaking the same language of of slightly more art house, slightly more um, uh, unclear plot wise, exactly what we're supposed to do. Yeah. It's certainly not following traditional romantic um, language. I mean, I read an interesting article that was sort of like this film was a is, is an ex is sort of the um, the principal text if you're talking about the concept of the death of the future. Mm. So it's the idea that 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 as we enter the 21st century. Not just the end of the his, not just the end of history, and that's kind of already proven to be 
not true by that point because of various world events. But you also have this idea of like basically think that our human foibles are going to catch up with us and that we'll never, well, maybe not never, but like the futurism that places like Tokyo and cultures like Japan, these technological booms, it just doesn't, it isn't going to pan out and, and it's not, it's not, it's not going to work. I think, I think that's an interesting, miserable, but interesting <laughs> um, theory that, that, that this film does embody quite, quite well. I think it's, I think you could, I could see it as a historical example of a lot of, things that we're going to be grap that we have now been grappling with for 20 years taking root and being like acknowledged in the in a film um even though i think like it's it frankly it's a better drama than it is a comedy because i think it's comedy comes from punching down in a very sort of nasty um faux familiarity that but anyway putting that aside i think it's an interesting document of this tip this inflection point where um yeah we're gonna it's gonna be living in hotels and and in isolation i mean obvious examples like pandemic and so on, like introduced so many of us to this to quite how isolated you can be, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. how, how difficult it is, how society, um, what happens when you're sort of have to separate from each other. And in terms of the movie, they're literally speaking a different language, but also just when you lose that sense of living in an urban community, which is only going to get worse as the, as you know, automation ticks up. Um, yeah, how miserable that can be and how, how much the value of human connection will multiply. So even when it's sort of forbidden, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so on that sense, yes, I think it's an interesting one. Uh, again, you look back at the stories of how they put it together. I don't think they were going for any of that, but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it may have accidentally fallen into being this quite important document. How would you do it? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's a good way of approaching it. And I think, you know, we often say, like, is it is it good that this movie exists? Like, is it... And I don't know if I would say that, but I think it's good that maybe a movie, like you said, with this kind of approach to plot and character kind of made it into mainstream award recognition. And that was, like sure. you said, like, quite main... You know, a small like a small budget movie, but, like, you know, an American production. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's good when those kind of different ways of storytelling get seen by lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a positive. Obviously, as we've mentioned, there's things about the way the story is told we would not endorse and would yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's probably good that it exists. I don't... Would you recommend this movie to people is the thing? I can't... No. It's hard... Yeah, like, I can't really say I, ca- I would is the thing. I mean, I, I can kind of, I'm trying to, again, like, like the, the next question of does it maybe exist is like, who does it help, right? Because there are definitely mm. movies that probably other people think are shit, and I'm like, but at that time that I watched it, or the language is speaking, or the way that the characters interact, blah, 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 spoke yeah. to me and made me feel okay. Not this movie, but other movies, right? So I'm trying to be sympathetic yeah. on that. I could see how, you know, it's a various cultural critics and so on like at the time it was important if you were a certain age at that time and you saw yourself in, in scarlet charlotte that was you know powerful um so i guess but also i i, I don't know it it, it 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 i guess if you like you like you said very well like if you've had if you've ever been familiar with the idea of like having a somewhat meaningful experience with someone you're probably never going to see again it's a validating um film experience but on the other hand like 
no, I wouldn't really, wouldn't really recommend it. I think it's might yeah. be one of those things. You kind of get all the best stuff from just explaining it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You really don't need any of the... And, like, you know, like we said, you could... Um, if you transplanted this to other countries, if you did it in France, for instance, I don't know, maybe we just feel a bit less like punching down. Maybe you could recommend it more. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Again, you don't want to criticize it for what it's not, right? But yeah. For what it is, I, I, no, I didn't, I didn't particularly see much that I would recommend. Hmm. Mm. Did, did you this cry? Surpri- did this surprise <laughs> you? Oh, okay. Well, I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> no, I did not cry. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> I, I, cried for, I, for, I cried for Japanese cinema. <laughs> um, yeah. um, did it surprise you as you were watching it, like that you could feel your opinion slipping? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was quite taken aback at the beginning, like because also I don't know. Sometimes you feel like, oh, am I just like, am I overreacting or like? You know, and, you know, also, like, I'm a white person and it's not really for me to be like, this movie's racist, like, you know, whatever. But so sometimes it, I, I feel like, oh, maybe I'm just like, you know, I've been brainwashed as love by my little Gen Z internet, you know, all of that stuff. But I they was, love it, so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I was I was quite taken aback by because I, re- I, you know, I really like Priscilla. I was like, it's, you know, a movie with, about, uh, with lots of vibes. Mm-hmm. That's about a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I like normally. So, yeah, I was pretty... Mm-hmm. I think we thought I was going to... I think we both thought we were going to like it more than we did. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, like, I love A Very Merry Christmas. And I think it has this... Uh, like, And I you know, I even sort of like On the Rocks, as I mentioned. So I kind of like the somewhat acidic, somewhat knowingly elitist vibe, right? <laughs> Uh, you know, like, you know, it, it, as long as you're open about it. I mean, she's Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. I mean, what are you going to do? Pretend like yeah. you came from the streets? Like, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You have to, it's more honest to be like, listen, like, I've grown up in, in maybe not, maybe not necessarily wealth, but, you know, I mean, by now, yes. But, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, um, certainly access and so on. Anyway, um, and I think, and I think it does come across as more obnoxious when she's this young. I mean, of course, this is hilarious coming from, like, from, from like us who laugh about other people all the time but you know like the Evelyn Waugh joke I thought that it was so obnoxious I was so it's so yeah. Cambridge yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I get that even so in the true. film like it's meant to be a bit like she's a bit of a pretentious prick as well yeah I think I think that's I think that's meant to be autobiographical right a feeling like you have to resort to sniping other people but anyway but it does it, I don't know the whole thing is like ugh, eye roll after eye roll and I think it was like I think it just it, like she found her groove. That style found its groove later. Where yeah. that that's somewhat that mix of sort of celebrating people's vulnerability but also making fun of people who aren't good enough. Um <laughs> sort of it feels more intentional, more confident later, whereas now it just felt like I'm just gonna make fun of everybody who I don't like and yeah. it'll be hilarious. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and also have Bill Murray just doing his thing and take credit for it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, but it is what it is. There you go. There we go. Uh, Any any Riz updates? (laughs) 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 Uh, Who has more more Riz in the film? Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson, or Sofia Coppola's massive dick-swinging confidence? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think any of them get a place on the Riz almost, to be honest. I don't think they're making the cut, wow. unfortunately. I think a lot of people would be very surprised to hear you say that. Not you. I know. 
I know. I'm surprised to hear me say that a little bit. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. Bill Murray would be in there for sure, but... Sure. I don't know. I don't know if I can uh, allow that, if I can endorse that, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Hey, that's good. That's good you're being responsible with your endorsements. We Thank respect you. that. Riz, Riz, is, Riz is important, you know? you got yeah. to be got to be select with who you hand it out to. 100%. Can't just be anyone. You're right. You're right. Good. So <laughs> we, are, we are not uh, endorsing... Uh, Bob Harris nor are we being endorsed by the tobacco industry and this is a very morally upstanding podcast (laughs) (laughs) so true Uh, all right is that our lost in translation conversation all 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 packed up that's it I think so Phoebe if you uh, were to let's say do this film in France uh, but (laughs) but screw up the uh, the language by which you uh, told the film about food, um, and, but instead of let's say you said in Paris, but you're only talking about Mexican food. Uh, yeah, you know, like what would I call that movie? I don't know. Yeah, just like something where oh. you were like taking a story about food, but then you have like the wrong inspiration, mm. the wrong tools. I see, yeah, I see what you're getting at. For me, you know what I mean? Like that's sort of how I feel about some aspects of this film. Um, do you have any yeah. thoughts? Like, do you, do you know what I mean by that? It would be like yeah, if you made I a do. movie. The vision that I'm getting is like, if to yeah. bring all those elements together, I think sure. it would have to be called Taco uh-huh. Tui. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that was so unfunny compared to the first context. <laughs> I'm. Ugh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Basically, when that when we first did that, it was really Taco natural, and, and Phoebe made me laugh from the bottom of my, of my heart. And um, but I don't know how we even we'll got never get to that Taco again. We'll never get it's never it's never going to be that organic. But I want you all to know it was really funny. It was so funny. Phoebe was there so were nice. tears in my eyes. I didn't cry at the translation, but I cried it myself. There we go. It's a great note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Phoebe. Well, we did it. We 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 did we, it. We wokeified cinema, and we are <laughs> striking this from the canon. <laughs> and if you love Lost in Translation, and we think we're idiots, let us know. Mm. Yeah, be take intri- a good I'll hard look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be curious to hear a passionate res- uh, defense of like the prostitute scene, for instance. Um, and listen, <laughs> there would. are you, there, <laughs> yeah, would. okay, yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, <laughs> Um, there are some there are some situations where like we are being pearl clutching and like there's people who are like no it's hilarious like there's some you know cultures that seem like mocked by certain movies but it turns out that people love it you know so Mm -hmm. let's leave that where it is I think Mm -hmm. you and I both had the same gut reaction um and I and I've read enough like Japanese and Japanese American points of view to say like it's definitely a lot of people think this is total BS and really yeah. really offensive and disrespectful. So yeah. I'm I'm with them because they exist. We exist. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, maybe we'll come back to another Sophia film at some point. And like it more. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Great. Great stuff. Great talking Dude. to you as always. Same. Thank you, listeners, for listening. <laughs> Thank you. This is initial thoughts. See you next time.